This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, keeping it clean. Plus, we're joined by Emily Oster, economist and author of Expecting Better. Woo! Oh, happy birthday! It's my birthday! <laughs> I'd like everybody to know, uh, coincidentally, it is our 40th show and my 40th birthday. I mean... That's something cosmic, that's right? That's amazing. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, especially since we missed so many episodes. <laughs> like, just enough to make it yeah. work out perfectly. I know. It's not like we... I, In fact, we may not even be sure this is really the 40th. <laughs> right. 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 So nobody geek out and try and figure it out. Yeah. I may have been calling the same show 39 for, like, the last couple of yeah, me episodes. Too. Me too. Uh, but we do have... Wine today. Yes. Teresa brought the wine. Well, I mean, it's the least I could do. It is your birthday. It's the very least you could do. No, it's great. Uh, So anyway, so it was very exciting. We're all back. Yep. I just want to take a moment uh, before checking in with you, Teresa, to say that uh, it was so great to be back last week uh, in listening to the show. Uh, we may have sounded a little stretched thin. Mm -hmm. I I may have sounded uh, very... Stretched thin. A little and bit at the end of your rope. A little there. bit at the end of the rope. Five weeks after having a baby. I don't know why. <laughs> but I wanted to thank everybody. We had a lot of really nice emails from listeners and uh, tweets from emails and calls from uh, calls from listeners. I think I just said that a word that didn't make kinda sense. It didn't make sense, but I think we got you what got we it. were going for. We want to say thank you. But I also <laughs> want to point out that we also, Teresa, got a lot of emails and comments that went something like this. Biz, you know, hang in there. Teresa, hang in there. Oh, but I heard that little baby cooing. I want to have another baby. Yeah. How could you listen to that show? Was, we got so many people saying they didn't they listen to anything wanted. we said. No. All they heard was Ellis's adorable little peeps <laughs> while he was <laughs> nursing. They just everything else ended up being a blur, and all they heard were those little newborn noises. You, know, you guys are like, I want newborn. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, I know. It floored me when I got these emails. I know. But what is wrong with our brains? I don't know. Teresa, how are you? <laughs> oh, I am a little more tired than I was last week. <laughs> um, I decided to stop co-sleeping three oh. nights ago because it was getting to be, he's 11 weeks now, and I can tell that he was just like, okay, this is, what, this is how life is going to be forever now. Yeah. And so he... Would only fall asleep nursing, and in right. during the day too. And I was like, okay, this is not sustainable. Right. <laughs> so I think I have to stop <laughs> co-sleeping as much as I like it. Yeah. Um. So I've had him in the bassinet right next to my bed for the last um three nights, and he's he's totally taking to it. Like yeah. it's, it's working. You know, he's still young enough that sure. he's you know you can switch things up a little bit. But um, the only problem is like when he wakes up, you know, five times a night. <laughs> I have to actually get, get up out of with bed. him, go yeah. sit in a chair, nurse, get him back to sleep, and or at least put him back to bed when he's willing to go back to sleep in his right. bed. Um, and it's it's a little bit rough, especially in the early morning hours. Oh yeah, like it's you know three a.m. and then again at four, then again at five, and I'm just like. <laughs> mother and i'm like why yeah. why 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 am i doing this again why can't i what why can't i just bring him into the bed like I'm, yeah. it's so hard to like hold on to that willpower it is <sighs> so i'm a little it's it kind of makes hard. it makes you grumpy when you're not Nisha, getting Nisha the sleep. Grumps. it really does make you grumpy you're down you're in just, the grumps you're grumpy yeah yeah no that's not good that's, yeah. that's kind of bad so that's where i'm at I'm sorry. I'll get through but it's it. Gonna, but it's going to be so good long term. I'm not oh, even yeah. going to use one of my crazy voices. That's In, in yeah, reality, no, it'll it be will better. be good long term. Yeah. No, it, it's, I, feel, I feel good about it. It's just really, hard. really fucking hard. I call, I call that momming up. Yeah. You know, where there's those days up. where you're just like, yeah. I don't really want to do this. Yeah. But there's that voice in you that says, mom up and yeah. do it. Just yeah. get up. 
yeah. and do it. Yeah. And it's not the best because it's like I, I, in my head, it's always like it's just two weeks of this. Right. You can do this for two. And if it's right. two weeks, it's not working. Reevaluate. Right. But give yourself the time and just commit to the misery. Right. Yeah. For the two weeks. Right. And then. And then all will be well. Everything will be fine. Everything will be great. Weeks. He'll yeah. be totally sleeping through the night by then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we, uh, Monday, horrible emotional breakdown on air. That was great. Mm-hmm. And then I had three days of, of him being like, actually, the last couple of days, he's been great. He's Aww. slept in these huge chunks and he's been sweet and there's been less crying on the Aww. changing. And I thought, we've yeah, turned the corner. Yeah. But what we've turned the corner into. <laughs> So apparently, a baby who just, it's like this kind of fussing now. Where it's like oh. less screaming, but it's like constantly, I am so miserable just, all uh, the time. Uh, I don't want to be picked up. I don't want to yeah. be picked up. Mm-hmm. Nothing will make me happy. <laughs> don't pick me up. Put me down. Too bad. Pick me down. Pick me up. That's manageable. Oh, no. That's like all day. Okay. Like all day. Okay. Like it's all day. And okay. here's the bad part. It's mm-hmm. kind of creeping into our night because our night's yeah. been pretty peaceful of chunk, feed, chunk, yeah. chunk yeah. of sleep, feed. Immediately goes back to sleep. Not oh. a big deal. And that, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's working like, through something. He's clearly, he is always Maybe working, he's working through something. Maybe he's working on a big poop. He's always working <laughs> on a big poop, everybody. Lost 800 listeners. Okay. Uh, speaking of pooping. Yeah. This week, we are going to be talking about keeping it clean. Yeah. Yeah. And not our language. And not our <laughs> I would also like to mention that last week, I may have used uh, the word fuck more than I used the entire season. Really? Oh, my, it was worse than oh. my, worse than my uhs. I my can't ums. believe I, dro- I dropped that bomb. I totally did not every notice. Every <laughs> every statement. So, again, we don't care. We, we, we warn you at the beginning of the show. Uh, but that's not the kind of clean we're talking about. We're talking about cleaning house, cleaning kids. Cleaning out. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Keeping... It clean as a mom. Mm-hmm. Did anything change for you when you had Oscar? Did you suddenly feel more pressure? With Oscar or with Simon? I, mean, si- <laughs> I know. Whoever. With Simon. Whoever. With the first one. We don't care the about him anymore. One. The All first right. one, yeah. <laughs> with Simon. Um, yeah, definitely. I think the main thing for me was um, previously I like had everything had its place. Right. And now, and then, like, once I, once, I mean, not immediately when he was mm. born, but once, you know, he started getting into stuff and moving around and play, yeah. having his own things, um, I really just had to breathe through and accept the fact that things don't necessarily have their place and <laughs> things are just going to be, because otherwise, I would probably be making his life miserable. And I right. know I would be miserable because I'd be following him around putting stuff right. back like all day long. I right. mean literally all day long. Just co- I mean it, that would yeah. be that would be enough to fill an entire day. Oh yeah. All moments of every day. So What about did you become like germaphobic or anything where you like no, wiping stuff I've down never all the time? Been, I've never had a problem with that. Yeah. I've never been germaphobic. <laughs> I have dogs right. and they're dusty and dirty and Right. That, I, that's not a that's not really a thing for me. The only time I did kind of get a little bit crazy with like the antibacterial uh <laughs> hand gel right. was when I was pregnant with Oscar mm. and Simon started bringing stuff home from oh, daycare yeah. and and like I think it was like my first trimester when I really had mor- morning sickness really mm, bad anyway yeah. and then we kept catching things from Simon so Jesse and I and Ooh. Simon were all sick like one after another for like, you know, I don't know, 3 or 4 weeks or something oh, and that right is when I started to feel germs every time I went in and out of his daycare center right. or, like, picked him up. Yeah. And I went a little insane and got, like, hand sanitizer and, like, placed it all around the house, like, right in the front door when you first walk in. Right. And, like, and now we're a little, just because we have a newborn, like, we're a little bit more careful about, you know, every time you come into the house, everybody has to wash their hands. Right. Um, 
but what about like house clean? Does it like make you crazy? I mean, do you, do you stay on the dishes in the sink? Do you stay on the laundry? Do you feel I mean, that kind of pressure to like? I I don't really accept that. With when you have two kids and yeah. you have two adults and there's people in the house all day, if yeah. you don't do the dishes at least once a day, oh yeah, everything is over. Everything is a disgusting mess for like yeah. there's no way to catch up. Exactly. So you kind I I guess I guess like I am a little bit of a stickler for like and just I mean Jesse is too. Like right. once is a day a fair, the fairly, dishes have to be done. Is it a fairly? Do you guys see clean the same way? I had somebody no. tell me once. I had somebody <laughs> a friend tell me once. They were like, look, you get into like a marriage or whatever, you're never going to see the same clean as your partner. And you can't be mad at your partner Mm -hmm. for not seeing the clean because they just don't see it. Like, I mean, you could both see a dish in the sink and one person's going to be like, I'm clearly going to get that at the end of the day. And the other person's going to put it away right then. Right. And you just have to accept which you are. Yeah. And let the rest of it go. I mean, Jesse is, I'll tell you, and then I want to hear what, what you guys do. But, like, <laughs> Jesse, he's he's great about pitching in and doing, you know, he'll, right. do, he'll do the dishes and clear the dishwasher and all that. He'll clean up after dinner, even if he made dinner a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't, he'll do the dishes, but he doesn't ever wipe down the countertops or um, clean the sink. <laughs> right, right, like right, those, right. No, those you're talking about, yeah. Aren't part, and for me, like, if I'm doing the dishes, the whole point of it is for the kitchen to, like, feel clean. Yes. I don't know if it really is clean, but, like, it yeah. feels clean. And so there aren't, like, you know, there isn't, like, grease around from the cooking or crumbs right. or, like... Or the just, dirt from washing or, the dishes Because when over. I get up in the morning and I go in there to make my coffee, if I can, like, smell the dinner from the night before, mm. it's really disturbing to yeah. me. I can't deal with that. Well, also, you want to... There's, I think, I think in general, my attitude or both... I think both Steph and I both feel the same way. The attitude is you want to have it nice, at least a clean start the next morning. Yeah, a little bit. There's something about like yeah. starting off kind of. I mean, it's going to be trashed by exactly. like ten minutes after yeah. you've been woken up. Yeah, I am. I always liked to clean. Uh-huh. I always found it kind of therapeutic. Yeah. And then uh, once I had Catherine Bell, it became even more therapeutic, and uh-huh. I realized it had totally everything to do with control. Uh-huh. I could, there were so many things in my life I could not control, especially once having a kid. Mm-hmm. But I could sweep that floor. Mm-hmm. I could start on one side of the house and get all the way to the other. And, you know, like, everything could just be, like, done. Even if she was marching right behind me, trashing mm-hmm. everything as I went. It didn't matter. I could clean. I could, again, task-oriented. I could pick my task. And do it. Well, so the doing was what felt good to you. Like, it didn't didn't bother you that, like, you put in all this time and then it's destroyed two seconds later? rarely. The only time that kind of gets to me is... If we we're gonna have somebody come over, mm-hmm. yeah, like a yeah. lot of times, a lot of times I'll clean the night before, and then I'm just like absolutely amazed how just having breakfast and trying to get out the door to school. There's literally a trail of I things know. from one end of the house to the I other. Like I just was like, it's amazing. How does this, ah, I know. Then, <laughs> but I'm with you. I like things. That said, now that said, just say. That said, I can very easily leave a pot in the sink overnight if I'm super tired. Yeah, okay. sure. Stefan yeah. cannot. Oh. See, now yeah. Stefan, again, he's he's like Jesse, not a wiper down, not the small detail man, uh-huh. not a small detail man, not a wipe down the sinks, I mean, the counters or the sinks after cleaning, uh-huh. but he'll scrub that pot clean. Huh. You know, he um, just wants all the dishes to be done. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. As opposed yeah. to... Uh, like this one's soaking. And- right. He doesn't care if the floor's covered in popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a trap, but those dishes will yeah. be clean. You yeah, know? he can kind of like I think tolerate it a little bit more than me. While and I think it's especially bad when I'm sitting nursing all day mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting there staring at the staring house. at it. And yeah. I'm like, I know that that was dusted. Did I not dust that? Am I yeah. just raining dust all the time? What is yeah. this? And I also wonder if there is a new pressure for moms. Like once you have the kid. Is there some sort of pressure that's put on us by the rest of the world that suddenly, even if you're working full time, yeah. even if you're all these things, there's something about all of a homekeeper, you're a mom. Yeah, yeah. There's, and there's housekeeper that kind of comes yeah. with mom. Yeah, that like your home's supposed to always be nice and like yeah. clean and fr- fuck and I, that, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I'm doing it for control issues and for you know for totally yeah. reasons other than yeah. keeping it clean for my family. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm doing this so that I don't like freak out on my family. Yeah, I mean, and I, it's and I know it. 
I know it. Uh, That said, whenever I would clean the house before, when after I had her, I definitely kind of upped the cleaning when people were coming over Mm because I didn't want people to think that I was raising my child in a house that was disgusting. Well, and you want it to to some extent, you want to show like. I'm doing it. Like yeah. I have a kid and I have a husband and I and I and I can keep the house clean. Like I can do the That's stuff. That's right. That Would I'm... you like some cheese straws? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I made some lemonade yeah. from scratch. Right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> no matter how much I cleaned, Catherine Bell, Stefan's parents would come over to the house. Catherine Bell would be crawling. She would crawl to the one corner. That was disgusting. Of course. It's like a corner. It's like behind stuff. Yeah. It's like it's completely not visible. That's where she'd go. And that's where they would go to like talk to her and pick her up. <laughs> Just like sticky and cat hair and oh, like God. some cat food that had made it all the way across yeah. the room. And like just things that you're like, I don't even, how did I miss this? Yeah. And it's just the worst. And then you're like trying to like herd people away from that. Right, corner. everybody over like, here. Let's chase straws. Yeah. They're over here. <laughs> but okay, but so. And my concern is, and it's going to yeah. lead us right into the children one, is my concern is that they're going to think I'm disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and that I'm letting my child yeah. grow up in a disgusting, germ-filled, garbage juice house. Yeah. But <laughs> does that really matter for the kids? I mean, like, how much? I mean, do right. I do yeah. I care? Yeah. I, I'm like you. I've got cats. I assume that both of my children will have ingested a pound of cat hair before their first birthday. And we got cat litter in that house. Yeah, you know, cats aren't wearing shoes. Yeah. You know, like occasionally that yeah. stuff gets tracked around. I mean, you keep it clean. You do every. We're not living in a hoarder's house. But no, like, no. It's cats. Yeah, it happens. It's cats. Yeah. It's dogs. Yeah. They're not clean. No. So. How did you, what's your opinion? I think with kids, there's sort of two lines yeah. of thinking yeah. or schools of cleaning. Yeah. One is, how do you let your kid be messy? Right. And do you let them be messy in the house? Do you let yeah. them be messy outside and then come in the house? Yeah. Is messy good? Yeah. Uh, versus teaching them how to clean up after themselves. Yeah. Because don't you, I, I just feel... As much as I enjoy having a clean space, yeah. I feel so miserable when I'm trying to stop Simon from getting messy right. or making a mess when he's playing. Yeah. He's obviously not going around just trying to make things messy. He's not he's... drawing on the walls, per no, se. No, no. With... He, he's trying to play. He's right. playing, and that's good for him. Yes. And so if I'm trying to, like manage that right. even a little bit like yeah. if i'm trying to be like no we don't we don't play with that over here don't 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 touch, don't touch this and you know don't right. don't put, let's let's pull this stuff out over and set it up here with the tablecloth and the, the, i mean it's just it just makes me miserable so I think like it's very freeing when you can let go of that yeah. I, I agree i i do agree that i mean i and this is another difference between steph and i he's very like, just not like to walk in and always see the creative process happening in the middle of the floor. Uh-huh. <laughs> that can kind of stress him out a little bit. I, on the other hand, know I'm going to have to clean it up anyway, right. so might as well let him do it. Yeah. And again, there's no permanent markers in the house. No. You know, and so I, I kind of agree that we, we, you know, we did just buy a new house, so there are a couple of rooms that I'm a little like, uh, carpet. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, it's carpet. Yeah. It'll all come up. Yeah. That's why they invented Pinterest. Yeah. To teach you how to get rid of every stain and every glue and every everything that's out there, right? Yeah. So I'm with you. I think I think there is I also want Catherine Bell to get filthy outside. Right? I, I mean I, yeah. I I I had the whole idea of sending your kids to like school yeah. clean and I, and expecting them to come home the same way. No. I had a lot of people say to me, that's such a nice dress. Why are you letting her go yeah. outside in it? And I'm like, because she's going to outgrow it in yeah. two months. That's and what it's, it's for. just a dress. Yeah. And I would much rather, while she's torn up in the whole, like, torn up between the princess world and playing world and all the stuff that I don't necessarily get into. Yeah. I don't want to add to it by making her think that clothing has an importance to it. Right. Or a look has an importance to it. Or beauty is somehow wrapped up in being clean and pristine and nice the whole time. As opposed to just, you know, 
digging in mud. Well, and it just, it would prevent her from being able to have those experiences, too. Because exactly. if she's preoccupied with keeping herself clean, she's not going to do stuff Exactly. School. Yeah. And like, the whole point of being at school is to do <laughs> stuff. To do stuff. That's exactly I was right. thinking about, like, I was thinking about this actually on the way over here and how, like, it gives me such a weird thrill every time I pick up Simon from school yeah. and he and his classmates are, like, disgusting. disgusting. Like, they're covered in, like, matted. They're doing mud yeah. stuff and they have mud caked on their, oh, yeah. in their fingernails and they have, like, pink in their hair oh, and yeah. just, like, it gives me a thrill. And I was, like, thinking about how <laughs> it would be so easy for their teachers to make me think that they were doing stuff all day <laughs> by just, like, taking, like, some mud and, like, throwing it at my kid at 4 o'clock before I come pick him up, like, well, sure. She came up yesterday as if she was like a witness to a murder. I mean, she just was like splattered yeah. all down her face. Like, yeah. There are a lot of times she comes home and I'm like, is that paint? Yeah, yeah mom, it's just paint. It's not yeah. blood. Yeah. The child loves to talk about blood. Oh, that's cool. Uh, she's great. Uh, yeah. she, she's very like, this is how my intestines work. And this is where anyway, uh, she's very, we watch a lot of Magic School Bus now. Okay. So you got to get messy. It's the yeah. statement. So I'm yeah. like, great, let's go get messy. I don't, I'm totally also, are you happy to get messy with him if you guys are in it? Sure. Yeah. 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 I'm into that. I am too. I feel like that's fun. And then like the cleaning up is part of it too. Yeah. I, you know, like. Yeah, cleaning up is part of it. And I think it's a great way to get them to learn about cleaning up. Yeah. That's that true is how too. You oh, I wasn't even that thinking in. of that. Yeah. As opposed to it being two totally separate. I mean, you know, at one, what are they going to do? Not a lot. Right. Yeah. But once they start hitting like two ish, they, once they start yeah. grabbing stuff. Yeah. You know, you've talked about turning it into a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that Catherine Bell is four, we she definitely has cleaning responsibilities. Like she oh, knows if we've been playing outside in the mud, those shoes have to come off. They can't, she knows to not come into the house with mm-hmm. that. And that's okay. That's not ruining her life. Yeah. That's letting her have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Though, I do wonder if, and there are probably parents out there who have older kids who are laughing and mocking us right now because mm-hmm. as she gets older yeah. and I'm and more friends are coming over and I start to see the, literally the mud footprints go through the house, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, as we get older and they get into more exciting adventures outside yeah. and a different level of dirt. Yeah. That's coming in. Yeah. And, and like, it's going to be different. And, and shoes getting like ruined, like um, where you're just everything's like, ruined. you know. Everything's ruined. Yeah. Everything's ruined all the time. Yeah. I do, I do think it's important that they start learning to clean up after themselves. That they, yeah. But again, I think that comes at such like a later time slightly. Uh-huh. I don't think. I don't know. Like one thing that we have done that has worked pretty well, it's, I will say this is one of those things where I was like, wow, now that I have a baby, why did I think I'd be able to keep this up? Right. But um, we have Simon cleaning up his room is part yeah. of the nap time routine and uh, the bedtime routine. So yeah. like twice a day, if he's not if he's napping at school, it only happens once a day. But right. like there's at least once a day where you clean up and then you go get in the bath. Yes. So it's like cleaning up is just something you do every day. So like I don't have as much freaking out during the day about the mess because I know there is going to be a designated time right. and he knows that it's coming. But I will say that's the, it's it's really hard when you have like a crying baby to like convince a two year old to clean yeah, up. Yeah, two is hard because now at four, I can we can just tell Catherine Bell you're not getting X, Y, or Z. Yeah, and and we will hold dinner as long as we have to yeah. hold dinner. You know, you clean it, and then I really enjoyed listening to her. Like she'll play with Legos, and there'll be Legos all over the place, and she'll mm-hmm. say, "I can't possibly clean this up." But I'm like, "What? Well, were you able to empty them off yeah. the box? Yeah. Yes. Do you have hands? Yeah. Yes." Then you most certainly can pick yeah. these all up. And I you, totally remember that feeling. Yeah, like, yeah, I can't. I can't. This is the well. Then yeah. say goodbye. No, okay. Yeah. Here's the follow up to this. Is such a Catherine Bell like <laughs> she's going to be so much trouble in a way that I both fear and admire. Uh-huh. So the rule is you clean your room, uh-huh. and when you think it's clean, you come get us, and yeah. if there's anything left out yeah. or not put away, yeah. it's gone. It's uh-huh. gone for like two days. Yeah. You know, oh, that's a good right. It's just gone. There's a dress on the floor. It's gone. Yeah, game on the floor. It's gone. So at Simon's age, he would just forget that it existed. It would have no effect. So Catherine, (laughs) right? So Catherine Bell says, "I got Catherine Bell's time to clean up." She says, "Oh, it's clean." I was like, "You have not even gone in there," and I did just go in there, and I know you've got stuff on the floor. Like there's, you know, sneaky, snacky squirrel game is on the floor, and the dress is on the floor. Yeah. There's this pause, 
And she goes, how long would you take that away? Oh, and I was my like, God. we would take it away for, oh, wait a second. Yeah. You don't get to decide that you can live She's without the deciding. game for two days. Yeah. I could not clean up and just live without the And shit. live without the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of done with it for yeah, a little. I'm kind of <laughs> sick of it right now anyway. I was like, no, 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 no. Everything oh, gets cleaned up. You, go, I, you don't get to barter that's so punishment. Funny. But I was just like, holy Okay, so I just want to say one other. Th- I feel like I was like I was like, geez, why why do I feel like I'm I'm like acting like I have this totally under control? And I was yeah, like, I was like, wait a minute, I don't have it under control because the problem that we have is that he has so many little toys uh, little that toys. he's into, and they all like they're exciting for like a few days, yeah. and then they go into like the vast stew yeah. of his toy chest, yes, never to be seen again. Two is still the perfect time to weed these things out. And <laughs> no, they- but that's like everything that he had, and even like, even like uh, my parents got him magnetiles for Christmas, which are amazing. Yeah. Like it's a great toy; he's totally into it. But there's so many, and the pieces show up here and there. Yeah. And he starts using some with his kitchen and pretending that it's food, and he starts using some in the bedroom and pretending that it's money. Oh, and he starts yeah. using, and then they they just, and that's how it is with everything. everything. Like little animals, like everything becomes part of like an imaginary game and so it can be many different things and so there's no um you know the food stuff like you know once a month i go like all the food stuff is gonna go in the in his toy kitchen and all of the blocks are gonna go in this one little backpack (laughs) and like all of the and i do it and then it's it's over two days later again everything is in the stew it's amazing for those two yeah but he doesn't even think of things that way yeah well see but i just well I assume there's also the garbage, just garbage True. that there's they get. Garbage. Like, where, yeah. where, where, I mean, like they yeah. go, you go out to a restaurant, sure, and they get and there's a little, like a little crown, right. and it's totally a piece of garbage. I I tend to get rid of that stuff. Like, well, she really holds on, and we have like fast. a stack of like musical birthday cards and stuff. I think oh, she God. loves, you know. Oh god. But like up until the end of two, yeah, I was able to go in every once in a while and just garbage, yeah, garbage, yeah. Garbage. There's stuff, yeah. And just threw it away. Secretly, and then yeah. if she ever happened to ask about it, I'd be like, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. She keep a room cleaner. And then, <laughs> and then, but now she remember it. She remembers yeah. like the smallest piece <sighs> of garbage, right? You know, there was yeah. like a, you know, it's a sticker, but it's a star, and it's pink. It was oh, part of my God. hat, and it dropped, and it. Yeah. Fa- and I'm just oh, there's like, so many things like that. We had some like, little cardboard game pieces. <laughs> Garbage. There was something that kept showing. Where's the picture of Piglet? And I'm just like, I don't know where yeah. they are. They're really little. And yeah. <laughs> I need to put them back in the such. I don't think that's what it's for. So that's I don't okay. know. Go play with those things over there. <laughs> go go give these to your brother to joke on. <laughs> like, I know. And that, and the, so and that like, is the hard part. That I is think. the hard. Like yeah. just seeing all the stuff, stuff kind of just always being there and kind of always coming out well, and having I to try, be shoved I try, back. Let me wrap up on this. I try and send myself back. When I start to get crazy, my general rule is go back in time. Mm-hmm. What do you remember your parents doing? Yeah. And what, what do you remember your life being like? And yeah. I remember. My parents never came in and were like, this isn't how I would keep my room. Because I find myself doing that uh-huh. I'm like, all your dolls should be right here. Right, yeah. And no, you can't cut her hair off. Even yeah. though I shaved all my Barbie's hair off and drew with black markers oh, on their faces. of course. Right? But like, Kathy yeah. Bell's like, I want to cut off Rapunzel's hair. And I'm like, no! Nah! <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and I was like, let it go. Do whatever yeah. you want. But... Now, they made me clean my room. Like, every weekend it was cleaning your room. And I used to – she has not figured out shoving stuff under the bed yet, which is some oh, sort of miracle yeah. because that was my big yeah. closet and under the bed. <laughs> clean. Yeah. And then my dad would be like, no. But um, outside of that, however I wanted to organize it, however I wanted to clean it, however I wanted to do the stuff that I – I mean, once it was in my room and it was my toy. Uh-huh. Yeah. They never – Try to control. Me, yeah, try yeah. to control the toy experience. Yeah. And so I try and like sense. rein that back in when yeah. I feel myself I doing it. I'm like, you want to keep good. all your stuffed animals in a giant pile next to your bed so you can't open the closet? Fine. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I don't care. Yeah. I, I, my, is my room clean? Yeah. No, because I'm too busy focusing on your room. <laughs> yeah. You know? So like, I got to let it go. So, I mean, what did, did your parents, were they micromanagers or did they just let you? 
Do you just have sure fond they memories let me of... do stuff? Yeah, right? Yeah. Right? I don't I I don't have a I don't have like a strong memories about things needing to be su- like I feel like things were relatively clean. Yeah. I feel like we didn't have that much stuff. I feel like Simon and Jesse and I have a shitload of stuff and like I feel like we didn't have that when I was little. Yeah, we we do have uh, Catherine Bell's got a lot of stuff. We keep weeding. Like every time a big holiday yeah. or birthday comes, we do some weeding. Yeah. Like I make her do a little like or like I think I've said this on the show before. It goes in a box and goes in the garage and if it's not asked for for yeah. a while, then I revisit it with her. Yeah. And say, look, we haven't looked at this in a long time. If there's like one thing you want, great. But otherwise, you know, it's going to Ellis or it's going, you know, yeah. out the but door. But does that work? Because I feel like then they, as soon as they see it, they're like, that thing that I... Yeah, but then she usually gets over that. If she if it's that thing and yeah. it's like that hyped about it, usually yeah. it's only one thing in the box. Oh, okay. And yeah. usually after two days, I can go back and say, do you really want this? Yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Cool. So I just like let it go. All right. So maybe we have that to look forward yeah, to. Yeah. I just, I, I started doing this with her kind of early because uh-huh. I didn't want it to be a surprise <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah. So, uh, That's yeah. true. I feel like that's like, that's also a good lesson, like letting go of stuff. Too. Yeah. It's that's just time to like, yeah. do you really need this? Do yeah. you really not? You've got other things now yeah. that you have more fun with. If you yeah. really want to keep it, yeah. fine. Yeah. But, you know, we got drawers and stuff that she just hasn't opened, like a drawer that right. she hasn't opened. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's, I really like it. And that's the other thing is I really like it and I want her to keep it, mm-hmm. but I got to let that go too. <laughs> Speaking of letting go, do you know what makes it a lot easier? What? Wine. <laughs> I'm going to have Cheers. some more now. Cheers. <laughs> I'm Carrie Poppy. I'm Ross Blotcher. And we make a show. Oh no, Ross and Carrie. Oh no. We investigate fringe science. Spirituality. Religious groups. Alternative therapies. We put ourselves through a lot of uncomfortable situations. (laughs) So that you don't have to. Because really, why would you? For example, I watched a tube be inserted into Ross's anus. That's true, but it sounds terrible out of context. (laughs) We've tried penis and breast enlargement pills. We spent six months undercover becoming Mormons. We hung out with the 9-11 truthers. The UFO cult, the Raelians. And we're going to do more. It's one of the newest shows on MaximumFun.org. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes? Genius time. Oh, great. In the last week since I've spoken to you. I've been racking my brain. (laughs) Trying to figure out something good that I've done uh, at all. Not just genius. I'm lowering the bar. Just something good. I, I, I will give you genius bringing wine to the studio today. Oh yeah, that's pretty genius. That's pretty genius to me. Cool. Great. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Um, I, uh, (laughs) I made dentist appointments Ah. prior to having a baby. Hey, I did too. Because I knew there's no way that they said, oh, we'll send you a reminder and you can call me. I said, I'm going to have a two month old baby around that time. I don't think there's any way that's going to happen. Why don't I make those appointments now? Yeah. And, um, this is all kind of related to, remember that rant that we got way back in the day that was like, the woman was like, talking about her <laughs> husband who was flossing his teeth. Yeah, and yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. oh, it must be so nice to floss <laughs> your teeth. That's like one of my favorite rants ever. Um, but yes. I totally like got that because right. I remembered when Simon was a newborn, just like a good day was when I brushed my teeth. Yeah, I like, know. Like brushing was a good day. Yeah. Um, and so this time. That makes me feel so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely. So this time I I vowed that for the first four weeks, yeah. I would brush my teeth and floss my teeth every day because I was like, I'll put the worst comes to worst. I will put the baby in the bouncy chair. And right. if I do it every day, he'll get used to it. You know what I mean? Like, right, I'll right. just do it because I just knew this is one of those things that just yeah. makes you feel terrible about yourself. Yes. And if you just do it, then it's done. <laughs> 
So dental hygiene is dental my hygiene? is my genius. That's very very good. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's just totally reminded me of a brand new fail that I will actually use instead. Okay, um, great. Genius. These these aren't out of the park genius moments, guys. But <laughs> justified. I think oh, I've mentioned it yes. a few times. Oh my god! So I I when you're when I'm breastfeeding, I just cannot focus on something that long. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's starting, he's stopping. Sometimes you're up, sometimes mm-hmm. you're down. I went through a lot of Mythbusters because that's easy. You mm-hmm. don't have to really pay attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now that, uh, and I tried to watch Orange is the New Black, but it was a lot of, like, bosoms being yeah. used for things other than breastfeeding. Yeah. And I was like, this is distracting. That is it's a distracting It's just really distracting to, to me. I, yeah. I'm a little uncomfortable. Okay. And so I was like, hey, I watched the first season of Justified a couple yes. of years back. I enjoy that. Yeah. One, super sexy. Yeah. Timothy Elephant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Two, shooting and punching people. Yeah. I love. Yeah. And three. Be aware, though, third season gets a little intense. Well, that's where I'm in right now. I just started the third season. Because I was like, how are we getting into the third season after, like, the whole town of Harlan, like, went nuts? But before we, don't tell me. Okay. But before, before, number three of that show is everybody saying, ma'am and sir. Yeah. And just being like, I, oh, even, yeah. even though they're about to shoot you in the face, yeah. they're really polite about it. Yeah. And again, that just you totally, love that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's your culture. Oh, so, oh my God. <laughs> I love a good sir, man. I will never be like, don't call me sir, man. Uh, so that is my, I just let go and I watch Justified and I watch it like, like crack. I just, That's fantastic. It's the best. Great job. It's, it's the best job I could be doing right now. <laughs> <sighs> cool. Hi, I am calling with my genius moment. Um, As I call you, I am spending this whole day, pre-birthday, by myself shopping and drinking coffee. And I happily sent my 18-month-old to childcare and my husband's at work. And I have this whole leisurely day to myself. And I bought some great new clothes. And the best part is I am totally not feeling guilty. So, yay! That's, Thanks, Mama. Yeah. That's awesome. That's all, it the, really is the awesome. Not feeling, like, setting it up and then not feeling guilty and just loving it. Yeah. That's so genius. So, happy birthday to you. Yeah. Great that job. That's really great. Good job. That is, that is gold. Yeah. We all need that. Mm-hmm. Failures. <laughs> fail. 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 Fail! You suck. Failures. I feel Teresa. really bad about this one. Um, as I said last week, all my fails that I've written down, I notice, are like Simon <laughs> related. <laughs> Which he's doing great right now. But um, <laughs> this this was like I feel like the baby must have been like four or six weeks old, or mm-hmm. maybe somewhere in the first month ish. Right. Um, and this is like a cleaning related thing because. Simon was playing with my birth ball, huh. which is totally fine. But yeah. he, the front door was open, and he rolled it outside. And I had I had already asked him multiple times not to roll it outside, just because it's it gets it picks up the it dust really up the easily, dust. Yeah, and yeah. then it's really hard to get it off. Yeah, and so you're just like rolling it all back into the house, you know. Right. And then it's just dirty, and so and also you said don't roll the ball out of the house. Yeah, and, and so kinda, like that's okay. Yeah, and so like it had happened like a couple times and then he was doing it and it was like too hard for me to get there in time to stop it and mm-hmm. so it got outside and I was mad and I was yeah. like whatever was going on I was not in a good place like I was right. like I was just like at my wits end you know and yeah. so I ran out there and like grabbed it like <laughs> as though like once it's out there it's done what it's gonna do but like I rush I stop what I'm doing I rush out there I get the ball and I like plow back into the house with it and I'm kind of like going I said don't well I like ran into him with the ball and he fell I mean he just like fell over on his butt like bounced backwards onto his butt but I was like I just fucking ran into my two-year-old and knocked him over with a birth. Like, I just, I hated myself. Like, it just made me feel so horrible. And, of course, he was fine, and I apologized, and we hugged, and it was fine. Sure, but, like, but yeah, horrible. It's really bad. It was horrible. It's really tough Yeah, when you got the chew, especially early on, and that level of, st- I mean, like, the things that come out of my mouth to every member of my family. Thank you. Is awful. Okay. Thank so, you. So, I mean, we're failing miserably. Don't get yeah. me wrong. That's horrible. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and no, but it's nice to know I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. And thank God for all the calls that we get all the time reminding us how not alone we are. All right, so I, I, the new fail, I have a million fails, but the one I'm going to come back to is you were talking about how you made some commitment to yourself to brush your teeth every day. Uh-huh. I made a commitment. I remember saying to Stefan, I think I might have even said this as a genius moment mm-hmm. months ago that I announced to Stefan, I'm going to lay this out really clear mm-hmm. be- before we have this child. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to make my coffee in the morning. I have a little cappuccino machine. I want to mm-hmm. make my cappuccino from start to finish, mm-hmm. not to be interrupted. This is going to be really important to me. Uh-huh. Please Shit. help me with Fuck. this. I have not be? done this once. And it's <laughs> like, so like every day it becomes a failure because I set it up so high. It's like, uh, it's the only thing I'm asking for. Like I've yeah. let go of like showers every day. Like I've just like let yeah. go of that kind of thing, which you're like, I shower every day because yeah. it's life changing. And yeah. it is, but too bad. Yeah. The 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 cappuccino machine absolutely not Aww. never Aww. never has it happened. Well, and yet. you know, once it doesn't happen like three days in a row, you're just like, well, this isn't worth. Listen, me no, I get like worse. You know, it just makes me just like devastating cry every and time swear. I try. Yeah, every time I'm just like, why can't I make a cup of coffee? Like, <laughs> it just sends me to a place of rage. And I just wash that rage down with caffeine. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Good. Yep. I am currently pregnant with my first child on June November 6th, and I uh, I have a fail. I, about a month ago, went up into the woods camping with my husband for one last hurrah, and it was wonderful and beautiful, but there's tons of mosquitoes, and when you're pregnant, you can't use DEET, or so I've heard. Um, so I got this natural mosquito repellent and put it all over me, and I got like a million billion mosquito bites. And they're super itchy. So when I got home, I went to use some cortisone cream and found out that I can't use that either when I'm pregnant. (laughs) So I looked up a natural remedy or a home remedy and found um, that toothpaste could be put on mosquito bites. So they're mostly on my ankles and feet. And I put toothpaste all over my ankles and feet. And I felt way better. And so (laughs) I went to bed and... I forgot that I had it all over my ankles and feet, and I slept all night long and got a bunch of fuzzballs stuck to all the gross toothpaste spots. And then the next morning, I got up and I went to work. I rode the bus with flip-flops on, whole bus ride. I had toothpaste all over my ankles, covered in, like, bus dirt now and getting grosser and grosser. And then I have been having foot pain, so I went to an orthopedic shoe store that day. Still didn't know I had toothpaste on my feet. And I tried on a bunch of shoes, and I didn't notice that I had toothpaste. And now fuzzballs and dirt all over my feet and ankles until I asked the shoe salesman to buckle my shoes for me. And I looked down, and he was buckling my shoes and looking really, really freaked out and disgusted by my beaten ankles. Oh, my God. Well, you've had your baby now. Yeah. So at least things are better. Things are better. (laughs) Things are better than Than that, than toothpaste feet. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. That's That's really amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like how long it went on. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Yes. Let's call a mom. Awesome. We haven't called a mom in a very long time. Really long time. I'm really excited. (laughs) And today we are calling Emily Oster. She is an associate professor of economics at the University of Chicago. She has been a speaker at the 2007 TED conference, and you can find her works in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Esquire, Slate, all kind of wonderful places. Uh, And most importantly for us, she is the author of Expecting Better, why the conventional pregnancy wisdom is wrong, and what you really need to know. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to get a little sound effect that's like, woo! (laughs) We are very, very excited. So the first thing we always ask our guests uh, before we get into really (laughs) why they're here to talk to us is, who who lives in your house? Yes, I live in my house first. (laughs) Um, 
I live there with my husband, uh, who is also an economist. So it's a little, um, it's a little intense. And uh, we have a two and a half year old daughter, Penelope, who is not yet an economist and knock on wood, hopefully will not be. But I guess you never know. That's right. She, maybe she'll turn out like the complete opposite. She'll go, you know, she'll be like a ballet dancer or, you know, something. Completely- yes, to be fair. To be fair, I do have her enrolled in ballet, and I do not think that that is exactly <laughs> yeah. that she will be reaching. Yeah, well, it's early. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's very funny. I, my daughter as well was like, I want to do ballet. And we got into that first class, and I came home, and I said, uh, I, don't think I, don't think, I don't think we're heading to the stage anytime soon. I don't think we've got a real gift for ballet in the family. Um, so, economist. When I think economist, my initial... Response goes to, you know, head of the, the Fed. You know, I mean, like, I, I think of all these things that don't have to do with pregnancy, per se, or or sort of where you went with this book. So I would love for you—I listen to a lot of Planet Money and Freakonomics, so it's gotten me a little hip on the fact that <laughs> economists actually do a lot more than just this one thing I think they do. Tell us a little bit about how being an economist works with the type of research that you did on questioning— the medical history of what women should and should not be doing when they're pregnant. Sure. So, um, so you know, the genesis of the book is, of course, that I got uh, I got pregnant, um, and I think <laughs> I had an experience that a lot of a lot of educated women have, or just a lot of women have. Like, there were a lot of conflicting. There was a lot of conflicting advice. So it wasn't just. It wasn't like I got a consistent set of advice. It was like this book said this. This book said that. You know, my doctor was like, "Oh, two cups of coffee are fine." This one of the books was like, "Definitely never have any coffee or <laughs> die." Like, oh my god, you know what? Like, what is going to happen? And so, I, it turns out, you know, a lot of as you sort of infer from economics, a lot of economics is really about trying to sort of coax truth out of data, and right. particularly the kind of economics that I do, which is you know, data intensive microeconomics is about exactly the questions that are like, is coffee actually risky? And, you know, it's not, that's not the research topic that I have, but the tools you would use to answer that question are the same as the tools that I use to answer the questions that happen in my job. And so as I was kind of going through this process of being pregnant, I ended up spending an unbelievable amount of time just basically taking these tools that I had in my job and applying them in this related, although not identical setting. And, and in the end, you know, the, the book is really about kind of looking at this data and asking the question, what can we learn about, you know, things like, is coffee going to kill you? And, you know, <laughs> what, what can't we learn? And how do you make these choices with really with the best information that we have? And sometimes it turned out there wasn't quite enough information, but often, you know, when you kind of pushed, you got to something which at least told you here are the pluses of this and here are the minuses and you need to make this choice for yourself. And I think for me that was like the biggest thing that came out of this is the recognition that actually not all women will make the same choices and that's okay. And by having these rules, we kind of like take away the recognition that people's choices are not all the same, which is, you know, the whole thing about parenting and pregnancy and everything is like it's sort of for you. In your book, you talk about how a lot of it sometimes made you feel like a child. And I know that that's something we've discussed on the show, especially while we were pregnant and when we started the show before we got pregnant. It does feel like, you know, you're educated, you've got basically good common sense, you're not an addict, you're none of these things. And suddenly these people are talking to you as if you're not allowed to make the the most like basic decisions You're, I, yeah. I, on almost anything. I mean, it ranges from, you know, food. We just had a call about a woman who was gone camping and she got covered in mosquito bites. And then the call is like her listing all these things she couldn't use to protect herself from mosquito bites <laughs> or to, to treat the mosquito to treat the mosquito. And she winds up putting toothpaste all over her feet. And I, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like that we'll all put in enough energy to find out the really weird alternatives, but not necessarily <laughs> To research. find out, like, how, like, whether it would really be that uh, bad right. to right. use the stuff that you're supposed to not use. But I wonder, as you were doing the research, did that initial element of stop treating me like a child and stop treating all these women like children become a really driving force in wanting to find the answers to these questions? I think it was, although the truth is, like, my, my heart is really in, in the research. Like, right. I love my job. And so I think for me, <laughs> some of this was just like a really fun, like sort of, 
almost like a detective thing, which right, is just yeah. like I have to like figure out how this like how is this working and like what is really going on here. And so there was a part of it that just I love doing doing the research. But I think it is right to say that like some of what spurred me in was just this, you know, the people in line at Starbucks who were like, I hope that's decaf. Yeah. Like, screw yeah. you, lady. You know, yeah. I hope yours is decaf. Like, get yeah. out of my face. Well, and, and, and it's I think also, that, it's, it's, it's amazing to me, like, to imagine having the tools to suss it all out because like, yeah. who of us has not been like six months pregnant, standing in their kitchen, like having half a glass of wine and being like, this is probably okay. This is probably right. okay. This is probably okay. Right. Like, fuck what if this isn't okay I'm not gonna do this again I'm never gonna do this again the next day like I can probably do this I can probably do this like well okay so here's okay so in reading the book and reading all the different things you came across one of my like first questions was what did your doctor say when you went up to your doctor I mean this this these doctors are pretty much used to just telling us what to do and you know I have no fear of doctors I love doctors go doctors but a lot of times I just would love to have been there when you turned to her and were like, well, <laughs> I'm wondering, what did your doctor say? What did the, how yeah. did that go? To be fair, <laughs> I, I rarely engaged um, oh, so. because it, like, it was like, what was I going to do? You know, yeah, so right. much of this stuff is like your, is like things that are happening at your house. So she's like, yeah, don't have more than two cups of coffee. And it's like, okay, well, why do I need to pick a fight about this? Like, yeah. right. I'm just going to go and like make the right, the right choice. I mean, the, the few, the times we did have kind of like, pushback was like some of this sort of medical stuff at the end. So at some point I was like, okay, I'm not going to have the epidural. And they, they were like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. You'll probably have it. You know, you're gonna have it. I was like, okay, I'm not, but it's like, what am I going to do? You know, I, I can't be like, no, listen, I'll put 50 bucks on it with yeah, you. you know? right, yeah. <laughs> In fact, my husband is like far worse than me. And so we would frequently have these conversations where I was like, do not talk at the doctor. Like, he's like, well, I want to like understand how I was like, do not talk. Don't talk. <laughs> so you're doing the research. Was there anything that really surprised you to be actually true? And was there anything that really disappointed you <laughs> that was true? <laughs> yeah. What did you find uh, out? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think that, let's see. So what surprised me? So I think one thing that surprised me um, was this, when I looked into this, we, you talked about cat litter. So I sort of right. started to look into this cat litter thing. Um, and so it turns out like, you know, turn this off for your husband now, but like, right. it turns out actually cat, cleaning the cat litter is okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean you should have to do it, you know, but it's right. like not dangerous. But in this sort of for the same reason that people work at cat litter, actually like doing a lot of like outdoor gardening is actually like not a great idea, um, which is something that I don't think anybody really thinks about. and. No turns out to be right. Um, the thing that I found, to be fair, most disappointing is actually a lot of the food restrictions are pretty overblown. So like sushi is like okay and some deli meats are okay. Rare meat uh, is not really okay, which I was disappointed to learn. That's disappointing. Really yeah, that, that was disappointing because my husband and I and like, go back and forth on, yeah, but it's, you know, it's, you know, a steak. Yeah. It's, you know, we always ate the burger well. Yeah. Done, but the, like the steak. Yeah. No, I know it. I really, that was kind of one of those, you're like, ah, shoot. Yeah. I was really hoping oops. for that. <laughs> yeah, oops. oops. I'm saying oops to myself right now, too. <laughs> well, now there was something, one of the things uh, that you talk about in terms of the race, like, like why it's actually hard for people to really give you a concrete answer. Let's do the alcohol one, for instance. I, this, yeah. is, I, this is a great example of this. Why is it so hard for people to give us a specific answer on whether it's okay to drink and what did you find out about the study that this has all been based on? Yeah. So the, the reason that it's hard is like in these scientific contexts, the best, the thing we would like the most is like a randomized study where we take a lot of women and like half of them, we tell them, okay, like have a glass of wine every once in a while. And half of them, we tell them don't have any, right. and then you compare their kids. But of course, like the, there's like an, ethical, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, in many cases, yeah. like a lot of ethical review boards, which yeah. would not allow you to do that. And so what these studies do is they compare women who like drink a little bit or drink a lot to women who don't drink at all. And there's the, the problem is the sort of central problem is that the kind of women who drink different amounts are different, are different for, uh, in other ways. Right. Right. And there is actually sort of two factors. One is that women who drink in moderation, like those of us who had like a half a glass of wine a few times in our you know, in our third trimester, 
those women tend to actually be be like pos- what we'd say positively selected. They tend to be more educated and richer than women who never drink at all. But then women who drink a lot tend to be uh, worse, tend to be worse, worse educated, worse, not like worse people, but worse on these sort of these demographic dimensions, less educated um, and, and so on. And so it's hard when you're trying to ask, like, are, is having a little bit of wine or having a lot of wine like bad for your kid's IQ? You want to try to adjust for these other differences across people, but that turns out to be hard and sometimes studies do it well and sometimes they do it less well. And, and so, you know, when you, when you try to like suss out the truth here, a lot of the, a lot of the art is in figuring out like what's a good study and what's not a good study. And that can be quite subtle. Right. I think there uh, was, uh, I think in, in, some of the research, some of the women that were pulled had also taken cocaine. Yeah. So, so this is like, like the most extreme example yeah. of this was like I went looking. Like so one fact in this literature is there's a tremendous number of papers which right. show that occasional drinking has no negative effect. Just many, many, many papers. Like in many like I think five of them have come out like since I published the book. So there's just there's a lot of evidence that occasional drinking is okay. Then I found, so I was like, went looking for like, where is like one study that shows that it's not okay? You know, we know that drinking a lot is bad for sure, but like, let me try to find a study that shows that an occasional, like say a drink a day is not, is, is not good. And there's like this one study from, that people cite, like from pediatrics. And when you like drill down to what is going on in that study, it's, it's like the women who drink also like the women who don't drink anything, like 20% of them use cocaine. And the women who drink one drink a day, like 50% of them use cocaine. Oh, my and God. The, they don't what? like – and they, it's, it's worse than you even think because it's not – they don't even adjust for that difference. Like, they don't even control for that. So oh it's just God. like a raw like a raw comparison. And it's like uh, – could it, it could, do you think it might be the cocaine? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, just like back, or like, even if it wasn't the cocaine, like maybe it's the kind of people who use cocaine, you right, know, it's like, pregnant. <laughs> right, when they're pregnant, right. I mean, even at other times, but particularly when you're pregnant. Yeah. So right. I, you know, so I think that like drawing conclusions like based on data like that is just like very, is like useless. I mean, that's not, there's no information provided in that either way. Like, it's just, that information is of no use to me. And so, yeah, that was what I found. <laughs> Did you find, has there been any sort of uh, surprise and response uh, to the book coming out? I would. So I think, you know, if you, the the response from the fetal alcohol syndrome lobby has been like much more vehement than I expected. Wow, which I, never I, even I guess about it's like a kind of like naive thing to say, like maybe I should have expected that. Um, right. But, you know, I think people, there's this complicated issue about like if like some people drink to excess and we would like to not have that happen. Yeah. And even if you thought the truth is it's fine to have one every day, uh, like one drink every day, it's definitely not fine to have like five. Right. And I think there's a set of people who think basically you should never say it's okay to have one because that will lead people to think it's fine to have five. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, or at I don't least really it'll think let people feel they can have one and some people can't control Right. You know. Yeah. Right. The, the problem yeah, and so, I mean, I think this is a part of kind of thinking about, like, how are we treating people like adults and, you know, what, how, and, and also sort of comparing, thinking about, like, public policy versus just, like, what does the data say? And so, for me, the book is really about, like, what does the data say? And what the data says is if you just had one, it would be okay. Right. You're not and necessarily it, encouraging people to right. go have a drink. Right. right. Yeah. Nor am I saying that the policy should be it's fine to have right. it's fine to have a drink. I mean, I, that's that's like wrapped up in a in sort of a much more complicated question about how the policy should relate to what the truth is. Right. But, you know, the book is really just about the data, which is so. fascinating. I mean, it really is. It really covers it. I mean, it even you you even take it back to the testing as soon as you get pre- like uh, conception and then the tests that take place while you're pregnant, all the way to delivery. But I do wonder, is that has this spawned mm-hmm. more interest? Have you come across other things you wanted to explore now that you've had Penelope? Yeah, I mean, you know, you like, <laughs> you know, parenting is like a whole other like thing. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I got, I sort of spent a bunch of time when Penelope was little on the issue of breastfeeding and mm. sleep training. And, like, if yeah. I let my kid cry it out, like, is, was she going to be a sociopath? Um, <laughs> and, you know, again, just like in pregnancy, this is even worse with your kid, with your kid. You know, it's like the Internet is like either you have to, like, have the baby in your bed and never put them down <laughs> ever or it's like you just leave them by themselves forever. <laughs> so it's like somehow there's like surely there's like some happy medium here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what I find so nice about the book is that the pressures that are out there on moms in general to to basically not be allowed to make decisions from the moment you try to conceive until your child's like 15, maybe. Yeah. Maybe 15. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Especially <laughs> like, the pressures of, like, breastfeeding and slut make Everything becomes something that can be judged and something that should be questioned and something that should stress you out and worry you and drive you to drink. Uh, <laughs> it's so nice to to have the data and then to allow you to make your own decisions based on that. And I'm really surprised that it hadn't been attacked before. I, I just, it's yeah. it's just really great. Well, um, I'm just, I'm I'm like dying to know what you found out about like the sleep training and the breastfeeding yeah, and stuff, but maybe we can <laughs> expect another book or, or something. Yes, maybe, book. maybe you can. I mean, I Good. think, uh, I, yeah, maybe you can expect another book. I mean, I think with all of these things, like w- one thing that really sort of came, kind of crystallized all this, including the stuff after birth for me, is like this idea that somehow if you're not enjoying it, you must be doing it right, which I, I just, think is like a terrible attitude that we seem to have adopted like if you know if you would enjoy having a glass of wine it probably means you hate your baby it's like well no I could like my baby and also be interested in doing this because I enjoy it because there is no risk and you know the same with like same with a lot of this stuff like I'm you know I'm happy to sacrifice and pump in my office six times a day (laughs) like a cow if it's really important for my baby but if it's not I don't really want to do that (laughs) you know that's like and it doesn't like make me like my baby better just to have an unpleasant experience and I think that's right well thank you so much Emily for coming on and we're gonna link everybody up to the book and to her Twitter and to the website and to all that kind of good stuff but it, it really is a fascinatingly awesome book and I learned so much more than just the alcohol thing. I'm sure everybody's like, tell me about the alcohol. But like, <laughs> the del- I know that I purposely held off on my Subway sandwiches because I just was like, fine, fuck it, deli meat, fine. And uh, only wish I had read the book before I had yeah. sacrificed my love for Subway sandwiches. Well, maybe there are more children. <laughs> God, no. Um, <laughs> no. Um, but uh, thank you so much, and we will hopefully talk to you again. Thank you. Okay, bye. 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 And I'm Tess Barker. And we are Lady to Lady. Each week we talk about our crazy days, our crazy dates, and how perfectly normal and acceptable members of society we each are. That's what we keep telling ourselves anyway. Why do you guys both have cats in your purses? For every show, we pull up a fourth chair and invite another funny lady to hang out with us for an hour. We're new to Maximum Fun. You can find us on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. Fascinating. Yeah. I, I just, I have like such a like secret crush on her. Yeah, she's amazing. We really should have <laughs> had this on like back when we I were. I know, I know. I, yeah, to be perfectly honest, when I heard her on Planet Money mm-hmm. and about the book, my first thought was, we'll never get her. <laughs> I was like, this is so awesome. This is like so appropriate. Like she's too big for, you know, one bad mother. And so I'm so glad that she was able to come on the show. And again, I cannot encourage people more to go check out the book or even just Google her because there's a lot of great articles where she talks about this in Slate and The Atlantic and, and all kind of different publications. And again, I think she makes a really good point about that. It just seems to come up over and over again just because... I want to enjoy these other things doesn't mean I want to enjoy my baby less yeah. and you know or just, that like you have to suffer yeah, in order to, suffer. to prove love for your child or in order to make your child have a happy childhood right and I and I and we also say you know I can be really mad about not making my cup of coffee yeah. in the morning but that also doesn't mean that I love my child less you right. know like that's not right. that frustration is not a reflection of how I feel about my child and wanting to do nice things and feeling guilty about that is also not a reflection of how I feel about my child. And so, you know, again, it's what we keep talking about. Just turn off the Internet sometimes or take it all with a grain of salt Mm because it really is about – you know, are you happy? Is your child happy and well? Are the people in your life happy and well? 
then great. Yeah. Then you're doing a good job. Yeah. Speaking of doing a good job, everybody must be doing great. <laughs> we have very so. few rants. Uh, uh, we have no uh, rants this week. I do have a backlog <laughs> of calls that I need to get through. So there may be some rants. Really? What have you been doing? I Why haven't you had a lingering. chance to get through all those calls? <laughs> some lingering crazies out there. <laughs> You've just been sitting around making cappuccino after cappuccino Watching after cappuccino. Justified over and over. I do. I should. I really wanted to take a picture of me editing last week's show uh-huh. with the baby. Yeah. In my lap while yeah. editing. Yeah. Gonna be some great shows, guys. Looking forward to it. <laughs> I know. I think I posted one of our shows like while the baby cried. Oh yeah. And, and then... I was like, I was like, here you go, guys. <laughs> this this my There's baby had to cry so that you could have this show. There's a show. Uh we're just keeping it real for everybody. Once again, I I, I really forgot. I thanked I thanked you all last week, but what I forgot to tell you all was what a great job you all are doing. Mm-hmm. And let's just take Emily's advice and not yeah. feel bad about trying about yeah. enjoying life. And using it. your own judgment and what feels right to you for yourself and your own family. That's right. Kids or no kids. Yeah. You know, we are all smart enough and we don't have to be, you know, we are allowed to make our own decisions. Yeah. And come uh, what may. Come what may. <laughs> We sit here and drink in the studio. <laughs> Teresa, you are doing a wonderful job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. <laughs> Hanging there through the sleep training. Thank you. Uh, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.